Hello, and welcome to another episode of EKU Online's eCast series. EKU Online's mission is to change lives by providing access to affordable, quality degree programs in meaningful disciplines that positively impact our society. Thank you for joining us. I'm Steve Dwinnells with EKU Online. Today, we are joined by Dr. George Ashley, Director of Field Education for the Masters of Social Work program and Associate Professor in EKU's Department of Social Work. Dr. Ashley earned his Bachelor of Social Work from Oakwood University in Alabama and Master of Social Work from York University in Toronto. He earned his PhD from Walden University. His research and academic interests include health and wellness, minorities and mental health, sexuality, children and families, and spirituality and social behavior. Welcome, Dr. Ashley, and thank you so much for your time today. Well, let's get started. Dr. Ashley, you are an associate professor in the Department of Social Work here at EKU and director of field education for the Master of Social Work program. Can you tell us a little bit about your role as, as a field education director and what does that entail? Well, certainly, thank you very much, Steve. Well, um, a field director plays a critical role in training social work students. Uh, the field director is really responsible for coordinating the placement internship experience uh, for social work students in both the BSW and the MSW program. Now, the profession of social work has moved to what we call a competency-based learning experience. And so it's the field director who ensures that the students are able to receive a competency-based educational experience at their assigned agency and that the field supervisors and agencies are equipped to provide the necessary guidance and learning opportunities for our students. That's basically what they do. Very good, very good. Well, along those lines, what does the practicum experience look like for our students? I mean, how, how does it work? and why is it beneficial for them? Well, that's a good question. Um, the practicum experience is considered the capstone experience for our students, as it's the place where students are able to take the theoretical classroom knowledge and apply this within the field setting. In other words, it's just like the nursing students take um, nursing courses, but really don't understand the application of nursing until they begin their practicum experience. The same principle is true for social work students. Now, our social work department is accredited by the Council of Social Work Education, which lists a broad range of specific requirements that all students must meet in order to maintain accreditation. Now, one of the requirements is that all social work students must have a minimum of 400 clock hours at the BSW level and 900 clock hours at the MSW level um, within their approved social service agency. So as you can see, students will spend a significant amount of time within their field agency learning how to apply the skills that they have learned in the classroom and to apply it with clients who might be individuals, families, groups, organizations, 
or communities. The field yeah. experience is, is truly what makes a social work, really, it's truly what makes social work come alive, Steve. Um, as students are able to interface with real people, real problems, and are trained how to intervene and provide real solutions to these social problems. Let me ask you this, Dr. Ashley, just as a, an, an aside, those hours seem like a lot. Do, if, if someone is in the Masters of Social Work program, does the 400 hours from the bachelor's carry over or is it 900 that's, fresh hours? Uh, that's a good question. So if you graduate with the, from a uh, accredited BSW program and you have a certain uh, GPA, right, and a good recommendation, then you have the possibility of what we call um, being eligible for advanced standing, right? And so, uh, in other words, those 400 hours can carry over into the, um, into the, uh, what we call your advanced placement. So one of the good things about social work is that if you went to, the, had a, a BSW degree, had the GPA, got the appropriate recommendations and complete the application as approved, you can get your MSW in one year. That's amazing. Wow, that is amazing. That, boy, that's an incentive to do well in your bachelor's. Definitely. Now, you have degrees, obviously, in social work. Why did you decide to pursue a career in social work? And, and what, what really motivated you to enter the field? Um, another good question. Um, well, like so many graduating high school students, I was uncertain about what career choice that I wanted to take. Uh, what should I do? And I remember taking a career aptitude test as so many other students have done. And the top three results were just about even. So the test results recommended that I could be, um, I remember this, a teacher, a social worker, or a funeral director. <laughs> so, uh, um, so initially, I'm just being quite honest and upfront. Initially, I disregarded all of these options, right? Because I, I wanted to do something else. People were always telling me I was really good at public speaking. And so I actually went off to school to become a minister, right? And so um, it was after my first year there in college, right? I, I just did not feel comfortable with that choice because people were always telling me, oh, you'd be good at this. But I just wasn't feeling comfortable within me, right? It's almost as if I was running away from my calling. And so I remember uh, sharing my conviction with my academic advisor and he optimistically encouraged me to pursue this calling. And the truth is I have never looked back. You see, I feel that the initial high school career aptitude test was actually correct, believe it or not. It was correct on all fronts because um, as a social work educator, I am a teacher, right? And I have to be a social worker. And then I was trying to figure out where does the funeral director piece fit in? And I found it. I figured out where it fits in. The funeral director's piece is all about compassion and empathy, right? And I found out that as an educator in social work, one of the key skills for success in working with students is that you have to be compassionate and empathetic. Right. Um, many of our students uh, come to us from challenging backgrounds, right, and have diverse experiences. So uh, you have to have that compassion and empathy and willingness to work with them 
in this in this profession. Well, that's very interesting. That's uh, so it's pretty funny too that the uh, high school thing was correct. That's great. Um, now, this is a I, I think this is a very interesting question here. Your research areas focus on mental health and wellness. And just as a personal aside, uh, I've always thought that mental health health should just be called health. I don't, I'm not sure why we designate the difference <laughs> between physical and mental, but but what motivates you to work in mental health, and and what does that kind of work entail? Well, in terms of people who work in mental health um, and social work, um, they're often, from what I've seen, this is my opinion, uh, people are often motivated to work in these areas because um, they have family or friends who have suffered um, from the effects of mental health and, and have basically impacted their lives, right? And so many of them have a strong desire to improve the mental health and well-being of others through this fascinating field of what we call mental health. Um, so as a mental health social worker, um, it's also known as behavioral health, by the way, uh, this field basically promotes well-being through assessment, diagnosis, treatment, and the prevention of mental illness, substance abuse, and other types of addictions like this. So students are usually desirous of working at something that's most impactful in this field and will usually require, um, acquire, let me, let me say that again. Students are desirous of working at the most impactful level in this field. Like if you really wanna impact people in this field and make a difference in this field, right? Then you definitely need to get an MSW uh, clinical degree with a concentration in mental health, right? And students will pursue a social work license right after graduation with the goal of becoming a licensed independent clinical social worker. So that's sort of like a synopsis of what it entails. Okay, okay, very good. Well, tell me, uh, Dr. Ashley, how has this particular work in the field of mental health changed in the last several years? Wow. Um, I would think that similar to uh, most areas in society, uh, the field of mental health has significantly uh, been changed um, because of the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, and I'm sure you'd agree. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the demand for mental health services around the globe is actually skyrocket skyrocketed due to the significant increases that have occurred um, because of the pandemic. And what do I mean by that? Um, if you look around you, if you think about people that we know, Right, and what has been happening in society because of the pandemic. We've had things such as um, social isolation, uh, loneliness, fear. A lot of people are afraid of getting COVID, and just fear in general, right? Um, the significant loss of loved ones. I, I, I'm positive that uh, everybody knows somebody who has passed away as a result of the pandemic. Right, and all of these things have basically created um, increased anxiety and depression uh, worldwide. It's a global issue. Um, you know, I was looking at a report recently and the report was saying that anxiety and depression alone has increased by 25%. This is from the World Health Organization that I was reading this. So wow. think of it, with, think of it with such a massive increase that has caused 
a huge reduction in the availability of mental health services around the globe, right? Look at the impact that this has had. And so um, in closing, like with this increased demand, um, many mental health workers, right, have retired, right, or have left this field because they have also been impacted by this. I have friends who have actually retired and left because of the demand on them. So it's left a huge void and creating a need for, an, or an opportunity, I'd say, or for social workers in the field of mental health. That's, that's fascinating. Um, I, I would love to talk to you more about that, um, but, but I really wanna to move to a different question here. And it's, it's a slight difference, um, or a, a question that I think many students particularly struggle with as they think about social work versus psychology. And I'm wondering if you could discuss and explain the differences between those two, psychology and social work. Um, you know, many social workers are licensed therapists, but how can students choose between psychology and social work, or why would they want to choose one over the other? Wow, um, this is a very common question that we uh, see in this field. So I'm going to respond this way and say, um, when you're seeking to choose between a psychology or a social work degree, it's important that you take time to really understand the differences because once it's almost like once you make the investment, you're sort of stuck. Now, there are ways in which you can get out of that, right? In terms of if you were, if you chose psychology, you want to get social work, but you'll miss out on a certain, especially the undergraduate experience. So I'm just going to share my perspective of it. Um, I would say that psychologists, they seek to understand human behavior. Um, they usually work um, in fields such as research, um, counseling, therapy, while social work is more of like a direct practice exp experience, such as working with individuals, families, groups, organizations, and communities. Um, uh, psychologists are professionals who study human behavior and treat people with emotional and mental issues. Um, they come in various levels of specialties. For example, you, you may specialize in experimental psychology, clinical psychology, educational psychology, counseling psychology, etc. cetera. Um, I would also add that psychologists also often administer um, psychological tests and measurements. Uh, psychologists uh, diagnose and assess clients uh, for mental illness. Um, a psychologist uh, uh, clinically treat mental illness using various theories. And so um, in summary, psychologists may be involved in work, work performing psychological testing or, or more research-based or research-intensive compared to uh, clinical social work. Uh, and they may be much more engaged in what we would call a neurological training. And finally, uh, if you were to go in the field of psychology to attain the highest level, um, then you'd probably be going for a PhD. And that often takes up to four years. And then after that, uh, that's after a master's degree, of course, right? And then, um, of course, you'd probably be pursuing a clinical internship that may take um, perhaps one to two years. Uh, now, Steve, there, there are similarities, right? As both may 
uh, conduct assessment and the psychotherapy. And, and in many cases, you're going to find both social workers and psychologists actually uh, working together in the same client system, but um, serving two different purposes. Right. And then on the other side, uh, for social work, since you asked about social work, um, social work by definition uh, promotes social change. Uh, it's involved in problem solving and with human relationships and uh, the empowerment and liberation of people to enhance their uh, social well being. Um, social work is, I'd say, the, the professional activity of helping, right? The professional activity of helping, and I'm going to use this term, um, one, of, one of my favorite terms, helping individuals, groups, or communities to enhance or restore their capacity for social functioning and creating societal conditions favorable to this goal, right? That's one of my favorite definitions. Um, the professional application of social work is built on values, knowledge, and skills to aid people in obtaining tangible services, right? And then the social work basically it utilizes a learned professional problem-solving skills and techniques. Again, we work with individuals, families, groups, communities, right? Um, organizations, that's what we do. We try to improve um, the processes in their lives, right? And then in closing, uh, social work requires the knowledge of human development and behavior, um, social and economic and cultural theory. We use a lot of that, right? And we are uh, basically trying to make the world a better place one person at a time by addressing these social concerns. Right, so I'm hoping that gives you an idea in terms of the types of things that we do. You'll see us in housing, counseling, finances, life skills. We're, we're all over the place. I like saying social workers work from the cradle to the grave. Let's put it that way. Mm. That's very well said. I'm just kind of curious to bring it home a little bit closer. Um, the, the year 2022 has been a tough year for the state of Kentucky. You know, we've had the tornadoes out in the western part of the state, and we've had the flooding in the eastern part of the state. As a first responder to situations like that, are you more likely to see social workers or psychologists or both working side by side to help families cope with, with this kind of tragedy? You're probably going to see social, works, social workers uh, most likely doing uh, the trauma uh, relief um, one of the specialties in concentration is dealing with trauma, right? <laughs> um, so you're probably going to see most likely a social worker, I would say. Okay. Well, now I'm going to shift gears a little bit more towards the academic side. Um, I, I'm fascinated by the discipline itself, but how do you personally stay up to date and involved in the field? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> big question. So. One of the benefits of being a social work educator is that um, I would say that you're consistently exposed to new fields of knowledge that are occurring within the field, right? And so um, some of the ways in which this is done are through, um, let's say, teaching, right? So we're teaching social work courses uh, where there, we have to have up-to-date textbooks, videos, uh, scholarly articles that provide us with current trends that are in the field. So um, the, just the act of teaching, I'd say, would be one. Um, attending um, professional conferences and learning from my professional colleagues on recent trends that can enhance 
our teaching skills and our social work knowledge uh, based on the Council of Social Work Education's um, you know, requirements, right? And so we have such things as like a, an annual program meeting, which I will be attending in November, right? And, and presenting, right? And so that's another way that we can enhance and uh, keep our skill sets up to date. Um, how about presenting at professional conferences? That's another one. Uh, for example, since you mentioned it, just this week, um, I'll be presenting at two professional uh, conferences um, on the topic of uh, racial socialization, uh, how to talk to children about race, right? And so presenting is another way we can stay up to date because we have to do the research for these presentations. Um, a fourth way is um, our advisory boards. Uh, at EKU, we have our own professional social work advisory board that provides us with real practice knowledge and insight into the latest trends within the field. And our advisory board members are comprised of uh, local uh, community social workers, right, uh, from all different fields who uh, come together periodically and provide us with a wealth of advice and information that will help our program, right? And um, I can't forget research, right? Um, um, by this, I mean, like taking an active role in actually investigating current social problems and looking at methods that can address some of these through evidence-based practice. That's a good one, right? I also serve on uh, real social work agency boards where, where I can learn and hopefully contribute uh, to direct practice. And then finally, uh, I can't miss this one, Steve, um, our students. Uh, our students are placed in diverse social work agencies. Uh, some examples are like addictions, child welfare, hospice, therapeutic counseling, school social work, gerontology, social work and law, community development, and the list could go on, right? And so we have such a diverse field. So when we meet in our seminar classes and they share their experiences, that also enriches my own uh, personal knowledge and experience. So these are just some examples of uh, ways in which I stay up to date in terms of what's happening in the field. Very good. It's such a, a wide field. It's, uh, I'm sure at times it's a challenge to stay up to date, but it sounds like you have many good inroads into how to do that. So that's, that's wonderful. Um, I want to talk a little bit about online teaching because that's, mm -hmm. that's a relatively, relatively in terms of teaching in general, a relatively new, new way to convey information, uh, another way to educate people. But just from your perspective, what do you enjoy about that mode of education? Well, first of all, uh, the pandemic caused us all to have to move to online, right? And so all of us got a taste of what it's like teaching online, right? And so when that occurred for me, um, it was a relatively new experience. I taught a little bit about it, a little bit before, right? But I came to actually like it, right? Um, first of all, it gave me the opportunity to reach and connect with students who um, I would not necessarily meet if we were attending in a face-to-face -face format. Um, I also like the convenience and the flexibility that the online teaching offers. It's very different from that face-to-face -face format. Um, since you asked me personally, uh, a personal matter, um, I, I, I don't have to drive to work. Right, um, through um, all the rough winter weather conditions, I can stay and look out the window and say, hey, it's, it's raining or it's snowing out there, but I'm safe inside. 
right? So that cuts <laughs> down on the, my mileage back and forth with the car. My car has uh, has been happy ever since, all right? So uh, that's very helpful. Um, the, I'm gonna put this one out there, the safety factor, right? Um, in terms of teaching students with the same energy and passion from the comfort of my home. I don't have to go out there in traffic, right? And uh, so that's, that's helpful. Um, the students that I teach are, I found the students that I teach are more serious about their learning. Um, I'm teaching the MSW level individuals, right? And so I have less, let's say, behavioral issues that have to deal with in the classroom. Uh, format in the face-to-face -face format. Um, another advantage that I, th I thought of, um, I didn't need to relocate, right? So oftentimes if you move to another job, right, uh, in higher education, you have to actually go there, right? And so there's a loss of community because especially if you've been in this community for, for a long while. So I can still have my family and friends that are around me, right? And uh, connect with them. So that's um, really, really helpful. Um, another thing I liked about online learning was the opportunity to learn uh, new technical skills because there are things that I did not know and I'm continuing to learn, right? And EKU has a great IT team, a great uh, eCampus team, right? They've been tremendously helpful uh, to me in helping me uh, adapt and get up to date and up to speed with what's happening in this area. I really love the courses that they taught and how they went about doing it. And, and then another thing is this, there's probably less stress because you have reduced friction from what I call academic politics, okay, in terms of, because you're there and you're seeing stuff happening, right? You know, we're more work-related work and work-focused, right? Um, those are some of the things what I like about it, uh, Steve. Very good, very good. Dr. Ashley, what would you say to a prospective student who's, who's struggling with with going into social work and they ask you, why should I get an MSW degree? And what are the benefits of an MS MSW? And why of all things should I complete it here at EKU? I would say this, I would say that the social work degree is perhaps the most versatile degree that you will ever earn. I'll say that again, the social work degree is perhaps the most versatile degree that you will ever earn, especially the MSW. Uh, I like uh, thinking of the MSW as the consummate degree because you'll never have a degree like that. What do I mean by this? Um, so with an MSW, you can use this one degree, just this one degree to gain access to a wide variety of areas. And you don't have to go back and forth, back and forth and earn another degree if you decide that you're gonna change your area of interest. Right. I know, as I said earlier, there's so many different fields in social work. Right. So with this one degree, you can choose from so many different fields. Now, Steve, let me give you some examples of the fields that you can choose from in social work. You can um, uh, go into clinical social work, which is basically counseling and therapy, uh, school social work, child and family, gerontology, um, mental health, administration and management, community development, policy. Uh, medical social work, substance abuse, international social work, social work and law, public health, public administration, um, 
city planning, criminology, education, social welfare, and the list could go on and on. I like saying that, you know, so with social work, with this degree, you can do just about anything. I think the second question you asked me is what will students gain by completing an MSW degree and acquiring mm -hmm. it here at EKU? Yes. So if students come to EKU, all right, the first thing you're going to see is that you're going to experience the warmth and nurture of the social work faculty and staff who actually care about your education and will do everything possible to ensure that you will have an exceptional social work learning experience. And that's what I really like, right? Uh, the second thing that I'm really proud to say is that um, I work with some really incredibly talented faculty members. I'm gonna say that again, some incredibly talented faculty members. And I really believe that this institution is blessed to have them, right? Um, to have assembled such a talented group in one place that can teach our students. And then finally, um, it's very clear to me, even as a new faculty member, that most of our students are going to have an MSW, are going to have MSW level jobs right after completing their MSW degree. Because ultimately you come to, you go to school and you, you go to school afterwards, you go to work. That's the whole idea. So it's very rewarding to know that if you come into our program, those chances are very, very high. As a matter of fact, many of our students are hired right out of their internship into a job, right? And so in summary, I'd say um, helpful, friendly staff, competent staff, and mission-focused individuals. Wow, that's very impressive. That's very impressive. I, I would imagine if a student, prospective student heard that, uh, <clears throat> they would be challenged to, to find a better place than Eastern. But I'm sure after listening to you um, for the last little bit, Dr. Ashley, our listeners are probably really interested in about your personal interests. What is it you like to do in your spare time? What do I like to do in my spare time? Well, um, all right, I like to laugh. I like to, I have a great sense of humor, right? And uh, I really enjoy laughing. Um, I'm the type of person, I like to live each moment. I don't take anything for granted. I think life is a gift. Um, I think the pandemic has taught us after, you know, in the community I'm living in, we've lost so many friends and uh, family members um, that it gives you just a different perspective on life, right? And so I don't take life for granted and I enjoy the moment. I enjoy each day. Um, I enjoy nature. Uh, I like walking and cycling and going on nature trails. Um, I enjoy fellowship. How could I forget my, I enjoy fellowshipping with my family and friends, right? I think that's very, very important to me. Um, to, that goes up with what I was sharing earlier about enjoying life. And uh, finally, uh, another thing that I really, that's very, very important to me is uh, spirituality. Right, enjoy spending time in events that are going to strengthen my spiritual well-being. Um, and that's basically a little bit about me. That's very interesting. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience, Dr. Ashley? If I have to give, give some closing comments, I would say um, we live in a world that is filled with constant social upheaval. And I am so grateful that we have the profession of social work. Why? 
uh, because social work is a profession that is actively seeking to improve the well-being of others. We actually do that. We have our own social work code of ethics, which helps guide us in our ethical and social choices. So if you are listening to this recording and you feel that yearning within you to serve people in a direct manner, why not take that yearning and make it into a career by becoming a social work student? And if you're interested in a social work program that can help you achieve this goal in a caring online learning environment, don't hesitate to consider EKU's MSW program. You won't regret this decision. Well, you sold me, Dr. Ashley. <laughs> we really appreciate your time this morning. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you and getting to know you a little bit better. <clears throat> I wish you continued success here at Eastern. And um, if eCampus or EKU Online can help you in any way as you progress through the next years, um, please let us know. And I appreciate your time. Thank you.